What's up, everybody? Happy Monday morning. Random Zoom call. So you know what that means. I'm sitting here minding my business, getting ready to get my kids off to school. And then like the ether just hit me with a boom, 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 boom. And all the, all the waves just like got exploded in my head. And I'm like, yo, okay, okay. We got to talk. We got to share. But let, me, let, me, let me shoot out this text if anybody wants to jump on a random Monday morning motivational call. So shout out to everybody that showed up right now. We got over 20 something people on here from a text message I sent out about 15, 20 minutes ago. I don't even know what time it is. So we just got to start and jump right in. And here's the random topic that I was given today from wherever this inspiration comes from to talk about, which is my beef with imposter syndrome. So a lot of my friends tell me, yo, Mike, I feel like I got imposter syndrome. And I'm like, yo, no kids on effort imposter syndrome. Cause it's a fake thing. There's here's you should be a okay. If you're like me and you believe in mastery hours and you've put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into your craft and you've been working on this thing when no one's watching and you've been busting your behind every day getting better, don't tell me about no imposter syndrome. Don't tell me about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome's for imposters. People that didn't put the work in and they want to show up like, oh, here's how I do what to do. And now nah, that imposter syndrome is for the imposters. Think about that. Don't I put a I've been working at marketing since I was nine years old. Didn't even realize that. Imposter, bro, put me in the room with any of the greatest marketers on earth right now, and I could add to the conversation. Imposter. Imposter. And that's how you should be. Whatever your craft is, whatever that thing is, you, I don't even care if you bake cupcakes. You've been baking cupcakes for all this time, all this years, putting all those mastery hours in. You ain't no imposter. You're good enough. The work is what it is. The results of the work is what it is. Not what you think, how you think. You know, sometimes this imposter syndrome could come from a, 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 what, 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 whatever that is, if, if, if it creeps in, right? But that could come from a space where it's like just like humility. Because if you look at people that are great at their craft, they always think they could be better. They never really say, oh, I made it. You got LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant. I'm a basketball guy, so I use, always use those people. But even if you go through the history of business and, and, and being professionals, the people that at the pinnacle, they always think they can get better. And they respect the craft. So don't get respect in your craft and, and humility confused with imposter syndrome you put that work in you ain't no imposter and here's the thing though we could put the work in but we still may not be the we, we may not be the best we still may not um that people may be better than us and that's fine that tells us that should be motivational like okay i gotta get the work i gotta work more i gotta put more hours in. i gotta get to another level like i'm so excited where I'm at with my business right now, because I know I just I just left a, I just left the level. I can, I can always feel when I go up to another level. Like it's, it's about to be a new level for me and my team. I told my team this morning so they could so so I have I have two narratives going. I got one with my sons and I got one with my team. And I addressed both of them today, this morning. I told you guys I woke up on fire this morning. The narrative with my team is listen. 
we're the Bulls. We're the 90s Bulls. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that on. I'll, I'll take that on. I'm going to be Michael Jordan. I'm going to be the one with all the pressure. Give me that. I'm built for that. You don't got to be it. You could be John Paxson. You could be you could be uh, Bill Weddington. You could be uh, uh, Scotty Pippen. Anyone from any part of the team. You don't, you don't got to be. I'm Michael Jordan. But here's where we at. We're at the Bulls when they face the Lakers. And if for you guys, for people that don't know, they faced the Lakers to win their first championship. That's when they won the first championship. The years before that, the Bulls were getting their behinds beat by the Pistons. They were getting their behinds beat by the Celtics. They was fighting, 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 fighting to just to be able to, to contend for a championship. So my business, where we at in the streamline of things, we didn't even win a championship yet. We brought the base to Lakers. This is this that season. So you got to know where you at to lead your people. And then with my sons, the narrative, I tell my sons, because my sons, they don't get it. And I, and that's on purpose because like with my first business stinky cakes, I was horrible with like everything was business, 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 business. And so my kids are like three and four years old. Sorry, two and three years old. And the phone would ring, the stinky cakes phone would ring and they would know to be quiet. Like that's disgusting. Two and three years old. That's, that's how horrible I was. So, so with my, with my current business, with launching stand out, stand out, like I, I, I try to separate home at home. I'm just dad. But I'm frustrated with my sons now because I'm like, they're 15 and 16 now. And I'm like, bro, you guys don't even see the opportunities right in front of you. Like, like the stuff that I'm doing ain't no normal stuff. So I told my sons, like, listen, I'm Walt Disney. You guys got to understand, nigga, I'm dad, but you, bro, I'm Walt Disney, bro. I ain't no regular person, bro. Like, I need you guys to, I need you to be, come, come work in the garage with me. I'm Walt Disney in the garage. And I'm like, you guys waiting to see Walt Disney with, with Disney World. I'm, I'm Walt Disney with Mortimer modern, modern Mouse. We animating, we animating in the garage. I need you guys to come into the garage too. Be part of it. And this goes back to like, why is no imposter syndrome? Bro, I put crazy amount of work in. You guys get so much value from marketing and cupcakes because I spent hours and hours and hours reading about marketing, learning about marketing, running, writing marketing messages. Some that I probably have thousands of marketing messages that I wrote that failed and didn't do nothing. But people tend to see the ones that do really well. Mastery hours. So whatever it is that you do, where are you on the, in your timeline? Which version of which version of you? Because Walt Disney in the garage was way different from Walt Disney that was buying Swampland to build Disney World. So different that is levels. Michael Jordan when he got kicked, and I'm saying I'm Michael Jordan. You gotta remember, Michael Jordan got kicked off his his, his high school basketball team. I've been through all those levels to be the Michael Jordan is about to go into the finals. I put the work in, and all of you on this call put work in. So don't tell me but no imposter syndrome, bro. I won't hear it. Don't even, don't even accept that narrative. That's coming from somewhere else. Someone, I don't know where that, wherever that narrative is coming from. That's from people trying to impress you and tell you you ain't good enough. I'm, I'm here to tell you you're good enough. Because I've been through it. And you've been through it. And everybody on this call could give examples of things they've been through. So don't tell me but no imposter syndrome. I got beef with imposter syndrome. I leave the imposter syndrome for the imposters. Create dope stuff and stay sucker free. Imposter syndrome is for suckers. 
They want to get re a, a result from the work they didn't put in. There ain't no imposter syndromes in the dope world. So that's my random motivational call. I told you, it's like fire. Like it's, it's, this was oozing in me since like three o'clock this morning. So I, I like when anytime it's oozing, I get like, oh, bro, you got to spill this out. You got to share this with other people, Mike. You can't just keep this with the team. You can't just, you just can't keep it in first person. You can't just keep this internal. You got to share it with your team. And then it goes, you can't just keep it with the team. And like, like I said, my son's included in my team. Two different conversations. But then I, it, it keeps exuding. I'm like, nah, bro, you got to share this with, with, with anybody that invests in you. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want you to understand, too. Here's what I want you guys to get in the habit of doing. Yo, just pour life and just pour love into people that invest in you. So I, I think all of you on this call today invested in me. Because when I put out the text link, and say, hey, text Mac to this number to join, and I'll send you uh, marketing stuff. You guys invested in me. You didn't have to do that. When I sent out, I sent like, I don't know, four or five texts this morning. You guys could have jumped off my texts. You didn't do that. You're like, okay, Mike, I'm ready. Bro, just pour love in the people that get you. The people that get you, that's who you focus on. Those are your dope people, people that understand what you're doing, and they get it, and you, and you add value to those people. Like anytime I'm sitting around randomly thinking I'm, and I get in my feelings or randomly thinking like, you know, and this is what I'm trying to tell you. This ain't imposter syndrome. This is the humility. Like, well, man, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not doing enough. That's not imposter syndrome. That's you. That's, that's, that's the better. That's the best version in you saying, yo, we, it's more levels, bro. Get back in the cocoon. It's more levels. That ain't imposter. It's okay. Cool. It's room for growth. I made a post this morning. I'll end with this. I made a post this morning on Facebook. I'll just open it up, I should say. I made a post this morning on Facebook. And I was talking about being willing to put a minimum of two hours a day into improving yourself. A minimum of two hours a day into improving yourself. If you put a minimum of two hours a day into improving yourself for a year, for a month, for a week, you have to get better. But I, I say you got to practice, right? So here's the definition of practice for me. It is all in the word practice. Is practice means professional reps, professional reps or repetitions while acting, acting like it's a moment of ice or clutch moment. Pract, pract, act, ice. Professional reps. So, so, and you acting like it's a clutch moment, an ice cold moment, clutch moment. So, if I bake cakes, I bake cakes, this would, and I'm just practicing, working on my recipe. Nah, this ain't just me making a cake. This is me making a cake for the President of the United States. The ice cold moment, when you a big dog. Creme de la creme, top moment. So, now you practicing. You've been practicing for this moment. This is the biggest moment in the world. One of the biggest dignitaries in the world asks you to make a cake. How should that come out? But every time I make a cake, that's the moment I'm practicing for. That's the moment I'm practicing for. That's the professional reps. So 30 years from now, because your cake's going to be so fired if you're putting that two hours a day in every time working on making, being better, your cake's going to be so fired. The people that's going to hire you is going to be unbelievable. 
So 20 years from now, when you get a call from the White House or the person planning the party for the White House, and they say, hey, so-and-so, can you make this cake for the President of the United States? You're going to be ready. Imposter? I'm ready for this moment. This is what I've been working for. Keep that in mind. Two hours a day. You know the majority of adults, after they leave high school, they don't pick up a book and read. They don't pick up a book. How are you improving yourself? Oh, I don't got time. Yeah, you got time. What time do you wake up in the morning? Seven o'clock. Wake your ass up at six o'clock. Well, I don't got time, you know, because it... Okay, how many hours are you on TikTok? Yep, well, 4 a.m. Dr. Kachiri. How many hours are you on TikTok? How many hours are you on... And I'm not saying don't do these things. I'm just saying schedule it. At least five days a week, you should be spending two hours improving yourself. And then you got Saturday and Sunday to watch as much Netflix and do whatever you want right there. I do both. Just think about it. Just put the work in. Two hours a day. Minimum. That's minimum. That's minimum. Because if I was just listening to an interview today and the, the, the college basketball champs, female college basketball champs, was talking about how they was prepared for that moment. And the reason they was prepared for that moment because they was having four-hour practices. See, the results you get is put based on the work you put in. I talk all the time about LBW. Long, lonely, boring work. That's how you become successful. No one's going to give you kudos for that. Ain't no one's going to give you kudos for reading a book. Let me give you this last, last example for I really, really pull back, okay? Because I wanted you to understand this ain't just a business. This ain't whatever it is. It's just two hours a day. You want to lose some weight? You want to get fit? You want to get in better shape? Spend an hour a day in the gym and spend an hour in a day prepping your food. For 30, 60, 90, 365 days. Let's see what happens to you. Let's see. Two hours a day. I can't tell you guys how many hours I commit to my craft. So when y'all look at standout truck and y'all see it doing crazy and, and, and exploding and growing like that, that's because of mastery hours. That ain't because of those damn trucks. I'm going to tell you that right now. And if you think it's because of the trucks, you you go, 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 go celebrate with your imposter syndromes. It ain't the trucks. It's the mastery hours. The level of hours I've put in into understanding advertising that works and marketing that works. That's why my clients come to me. They ain't coming for the truck. They can put that same damn message on Facebook. It's way more than that. So that's how you got to be rejecting. That, they, like, the second you bring, you add value to people, which they can get a result, which means they can get a result based on what you do, you don't ever have to worry about money anymore. You don't ever have to worry about leads. You don't ever have to worry about prospects. But that's why I teach all of this in Market in the Cupcakes. I want y'all to kill it. I want y'all to crush it. I believe it's enough success for everybody. And I also know only 3% of people are actually put in the work. So I love working with the 3%. So even when I, even when I do private max my consultation, I don't want, like, I mean, you guys know how much money I can make on consultations? I only want, I only want consult, um, do consultations with the 3%. 
Because my time's worth more than the money. I'm spending an hour, two hours with you for you to do nothing with information. I, no, nah, I only want consultation for 3%. That's why you look, I don't, anyway, don't, don't let me go down that right. Just be a 3%er. Put the work in. You want to make money, put the work in. You're not going to make the money you want to make if you're an imposter. So I'm, that's my beef with imposter syndrome. It ain't a real thing to people that's actually putting in the mastery hours. If Kobe Bryant was here and Kobe Bryant didn't have no damn imposter syndrome because he all those hours he worked. Everybody that 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 talks about Kobe or Michael Jordan, these are the two that I see the most with. Kobe, oh, actually in Steph Curry. Kobe, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry. They always talking about like how many hours they work with no one watching. These dudes would be like they would go, these Kobe's teammates, Michael's teammates would always say, man, we would go, we would go into the gym before practice, and this dude was in a full sweat before practice. So he was putting in professional reps, acting like it was a clutch moment before the team practice. Think about that. Steph Curry, who is now like no one in the world wouldn't say he's the not the he, everyone in the world will say he's the greatest shooter of all time. The greatest shooter of all time. This man said, I watched a video from him long, a while ago. He used to, he used to have to do like, I think like five, uh, 500, no, sorry, 200 makes before he left. And then it switched to 200 swishes before he left the gym. Swishes. Messages. And then, and then he switched it to, and then he switched it to, 200 shots made and it only comes up as a make if the net doesn't move. That's the kind of work you got to put in. You put that level of work in, your bags will be filled. And of course, stay away from the suckers. Perform that type work for your people. Perform that type work for your people. Display your mastery for your people and create a means for a financial transaction to happen. That's how you make the money. That's how you get to the bag. All right. That was fire, I think. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, you guys get to unmute yourself. Uh, let's just have an open discussion for a couple of minutes. Any questions anyone's got? And then we could, we could rock and roll. Let me... You could unmute yourself now if you want. What we got? How was that? How was that? Awesome. Definitely. Thank you. What's up, brother? How you doing? I, yo, I, I woke up feeling amazing. This is, you know, this is it, brother. <laughs> but a lot of you that haven't seen my office before, let me, let me give you a quick tour of my office. Let me see. It's my little space here. Actually, I, I think I could. I could actually, I'm going to show you outside too. Let me show you my office real quick. Inside is every time I come in first, of course, first thing you see is, hold on, how do we go? Create dope stuff and stay sucker free. And on this side where I sit, you got, I got, okay. So you can see it there. So up top, I got Kanye, J. Cole, Kendrick, and those are representations of me and my sons. And then once, uh, and then at the bottom is my 40 under 40 with my, my entire family and that. And then on the, on the, on the left side, on my heart side, this is my heart. Okay. Besides my heart, 
that poster says, mind of a hustler, heart of a king. I'm always be a hustler. I, hustler means you're putting the work in. I'm mind of a hustler, heart of a king. And on, on, on the right side, which is my brain side, right brain, it says Kobe Bryant, Mamba mentality. And that says, Mamba mentality is all about focusing on the process and trusting in the hard work when it matters most. And that's what matters most when no one's watching. And then on this side, it says, this one says, uh, entrepreneur, the, the difference between an entrepreneur and a, 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 a entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur goes from idea to business quickly. And a entrepreneur just goes from idea to idea. There's no execution. And then this is the reminder here. You can't, it's the ATM, but you can't, ex, you can't deposit excuses to get to work. And then, then we talk about the work, right? Here's the work. You got to put numbers to it. You want to make a million dollars? It looks like this. A uh, million a year is 83000 a month, 19000 a week, 2700 a day. But my most favorite part about this whole thing is this right here. Dreams don't work unless you do. Put the work in. And then when you look, this, this is evidence that we're doing stuff. This is, this is like, right now, I could probably fill this whole wall with my clients. But this is on my year one clients. So I just left. Look, I'm, let me see if I can. I don't know. Right here. So that's in. So inside my office is like inside my brain. And then let me just show you guys out here real quick. If you've never been here, when you come to VentureX, when you bang around the, the corner, this is what my door looks like. And I, bl I blacked it out because behind here, we put their work. We don't need no one to see us putting their work. We, we, work, we work in silence. The results the, does the talking. So what's good, everyone? <laughs> What's good? What we got? Any questions? No questions? Why is everyone muted again? Did I do that? Oh, there we go. There we go. Now you get on mute. Now you get on mute. I, I messed it up. I messed it up. No questions, but thank you for the Monday motivation. It was definitely needed and definitely on time. I so love your energy. That's definitely the coffee I needed to get myself into gear. And yeah, we all do go through that imposter syndrome. No, 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 you don't. Because you put the work in. If you put the work in, you can't, you cannot. It's like oil and water. If you put the work in, it's impossible for you to be an imposter. You put the work in. Thea. So Thea is my publicist. And, and so when you guys, when you guys see, see me in like some of these crazy publications and like all Thea, that's Thea. And Thea is quiet that like you won't even, if you, if you know, you know. So, so you don't, you don't even, you don't, if when in, in the space of PR, you don't qualify to even think you're an imposter. You put the work in. You put the master, I promise you, Thea, you work more than two hours a day on your craft. I promise you. You're not an imposter. No imposter. Imposter syndrome is for the imposter. I got beef with that. Who else? Sorry, I didn't realize I didn't realize I messed up the unmute button. Good morning. Good morning. morning. For me, it's not a question. Again, it's just a, a thank you because I feel like these calls come right like in the perfect moment. I have been in a space where I've been trying to pivot um 
and um, it's been difficult to kind of readjust. And some this past weekend, it, it was one of just like sitting, sitting around, being quiet, not doing much, and trying to re-strategize uh, for my business. And um, and I feel like I this call was just everything that I needed once again. So you're like, I don't know, you you might be psychic as well, and and understand our needs and when we need yeah. Yeah, I've been watching. I ain't psychic. I, I'm just, I'm not psychic. I'm just like aware. I'm super aware. And then like, I, I kind of see the pattern. And then when I see like multiple people dealing with the same thing, then I got to say something. Because like, this, wherever this, wherever this vibe comes from, like I'm thankful. And it's, I know it comes from this years of mastering and years of not forgetting where I come from and who I am. You know what I mean? So like, I see it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I want you to think about this when it comes to pivoting. You guys got to start watching the history and chicken and they, they do a series called like the food that built America, the men that built America, the engineering that built America. Like you got to watch those shows because it's like, like the dude, the guy that started good humor, the ice cream bar. Like, I mean, like, like right now we think about ice cream or, or a popsicle on the stick. We don't think, we don't think about someone had to figure that out. Right. So the guy, there was two guys. One did the popsicle. He figured it out when he was a kid, his name was something, something. And it, and he, he, he used to, his, the reason he was called Popsicle because he had a different name, but his daughter used to say, hey, Pops, can you make me one of those sickle things? So they became Popsicle, whatever. But I'm talking about the guy that started Good Humor who ended up putting ice cream on a stick. The reason he was able to figure out to put ice cream on a stick was because he was a confectioner and he was the first person to put chocolate on a lollipop. So that's where, that was his world. And because of that experience, when he pivoted to ice cream, when he pivoted to ice cream, he took the experiences from putting chocolate on lollipops to putting chocolate on um, ice cream. And then he figured, well, then his, his challenge was, because at the time, ice cream was disgusting. Like they used to share the cup that, that people would eat ice cream out of. Imagine sharing a cup with a random stranger to eat ice cream. That's where it was at the, at the time. So this guy was like, nah, B, what we got to do here is, is make this more sanitary. So he, so he's like, after he dipped it in his, in his, in his uh, lollipop chocolate, he put the stick in cause he wanted, cause it was still, he gave it to his kids and it was still sloppy. And then he put the stick in, but long story short, I'm seeing when it comes to pivot, the pivot is a great thing. If you take the experiences from the past thing he was doing and add it into the new thing because, because innovation normally comes from an opposite industry. The most in innovation never comes in the industry that was, it, it, it is, the innovation is looking for. It comes, from, it comes from taking something from one industry and bringing it into another industry. So pivots are great and go through that process. That's all about the work, long, lonely, born work. Like is, that's the beautiful things happen with that. Shout out to you pivoted. Anyone else? Y'all know I could talk all day. 17 hours of content a day, baby. So let's go. <laughs> so I thank you very much for having this meeting. I think it was great. Um, and it's really, like Lydia said, it's really much, um, it came right on time. I'm getting back into my industry that I took some time off on. So I definitely feel sometimes I have that imposter syndrome. Like I do, you know, read and, and you know, I'm I'm abreast of all the information. It's just like, okay, I need to get back into 
my my field. And sometimes I feel like, oh, well, I haven't posted or I haven't done this. And but I know it, you know, yeah. but it's like trying to get back into it. Just do Nike. Just do it. Mm-hmm. So so even so, so to me, you know, my motto, create dope stuff, stay sucker free. Right. Sometimes our own brains, the sucker. Yeah. Again. But here's why. Our brain is just want us to know if yo, are you really committing or not? Because if you're not committing, don't don't even activate me. So that's what that is. So if you could, so you got to tell your brain, okay, no, I'm, I got this, bro, I got this, and then do the work, and then your brain will, okay, because your brain's number one job is to keep you safe. So it's like if if we're not doing it, we ain't gonna do it. If we gonna, but so so, and then that's one fact. But the second part, create dope stuff, stay sucker free. Sometimes we're the sucker, right? Like we're our, we're our own sucker. But like I said, you, you fight through that and then you go, okay, cool. Then it flips, but you're good. You, you, you did it. Oh, here's another thing too. We're not always going to win. Michael Jordan didn't win every game. He didn't hit every game winning shot. Sometimes we're going to lose. Then we got to just get back to work. The answer is always get back to work. Like you didn't close this deal. Like there's been deals I didn't close because I just straight blew it. And then you know what I do? I go, Shoot, okay, I gotta get better at closing these bigger clients. I gotta I gotta speak the way they speak. I gotta close it. I gotta add more guys so they see it. And then boom, next time I close a bigger deal. But that's the that's the beauty of that's the beauty of putting in the work. It's it's it's, it's ongoing. It's never it's never final. Like if you if you talk to Steph Curry right now, he'll say he can get better. That's the beauty of it. What what industry are you getting back into? Uh, I'm going back into real estate. I took about two years for maternity leave back to back. There you go. And look at that. Your reason was for life. It ain't, yeah. like, it ain't like you were scamming people and then they they like botch you. Aha, get out of the industry. No, you 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 deal with the mo- the most important thing ever. You good. Get back at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just jump back on the bike, start riding. You may you may not jump out, you know. I mean? You may not start off doing wheelies, but you're gonna know how to ride the bike. Yeah. Back to the basics, get comfortable, all right, get your mojo back, all right, knock the rust off, and go close some million dollar deals. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. See, I, I I believe one of the main things when it comes to that is, is trying to when you throw a pivot, you got to pivot that that mindset and, and think of it as something else than other than being an imposter. Especially when you achieve so much already. That's uh, something to tell you. Yeah, when you when you achieve so much already, it, it's one of those things where you got to start looking at it differently. You got to already have that yeah. mindset. Like, nah, I can never be an listen, imposter. Listen to, me. listen to me, bro. Even if you haven't achieved nothing yet, you like you put the work in. So now go test your work. And maybe you listen, understand this. Maybe your work is absolutely trash, but that's okay too. Cause that means, okay, I got to improve. And here's the thing. The people will let you know if you work trash or not from, from if they buy it and then the reviews they leave. And please, if you get a bad review, don't take that personal. Look at a bad review is a blessing. Like, yo, if it did now, some people, some people leave reviews just actually have, I just have issues. We ain't talking about suckers. I'm talking about a review from a dope person. So, like, look, even if you get a if you get a one star review from a dope person, they are gonna tell you what you did wrong and how you kind of let them down. And you'd be like, you should be like, you should trust yourself a little bit. Like, damn it, you're right, you're right. Okay, I have to improve that and get to work at improving that thing. 
And then, boom, you get better. You get better. You, see, this is the thing. This is, this is the scary part, too, for, for a lot of people. You put all the time into this work, you put it out, and people think it's trash. And then you get debilitated. You can't. Just look at that as, that's version one. Really, if you need to be at version 75 before it's great, good. You want to, okay, version two. Can we get through one through, through 74 so I can get to 75? That's how you got to look at it. You can't take it personally and quit because then you're cheating yourself. Like, I, I go back to this. You, you guys know, like, I put out a magazine, bro. And, and, and the, the, December 28th, I told my team, next Mac, I want a magazine. We had the magazine done in two weeks. And everybody that's reading the magazine is loving it. Crazy. And I, so my mindset when I was putting out the magazine, like, I'm going to just put it out. If it's got typos, if it's this, if it's wrong, so what? Because the people that, the, my people are going to be like, yo, Mike, this is dope, but you spelled there wrong. But let me tell you, it was dope. The sucker's going to be like, no, who do you think he is putting the magazine? Can't even spell there. Yo, F suckers, bro. Focus on the dope people because the dope people will help you get better. The dope people want you to put the right work until you get better. See, honestly. So, who else? Who we got? Who we got? I'll chime in. Um, what's up, Mike? Oh, Prince Pitcher. <laughs> you need animations. Make sure you reach out to my guy, Will. Tell him real before you before you do it. Tell him what you do. So yeah, we run an animation studio for businesses. Um, Usually animation is focused on, you know, children's entertainment, stuff like that. We use education to, um, we use the medium of animation to educate customers. Oh, hold on. All right, that's what I'm going to say. All right. Yeah, so. Wait, 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 Well, Sorry, I won't be a marketer if <laughs> if I didn't ask you to please tell everybody your website and how they could contact you. Oh, uh, it's just openpixelstudios.com. Uh, you get contact. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Um but yeah, we're Open Pixel Studios basically everywhere. Facebook, we don't do Twitter anymore, but um, Tech Mob, they're amazing. LinkedIn, amazing, yeah. amazing people. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I would just so I've been reading this book. Um, it's called uh, Thirty Second Psychology. Um, and it's like thirty second snippets. And I, I was hearing you and 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 feeding off your motivation this morning. And I'm, I was thinking about. Um, something I read about this theory, I forget what it's called specifically, but um, they did a study where, you know, imposter syndrome kind of reminds me of self-esteem. Like, you know, you have low self-esteem, high self-esteem, you know, working on your self-esteem becomes this part of the routine that you were talking about. You know, like if, you, if you're going to take, you know, an hour a day working on your lunch or your dinner or your meal prep, you should probably take, you know, an hour or, or 10 minutes. They did the study for 10 minutes, but you should do it on a regular basis to get your mental sort of workout in, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And so self-esteem is part of that. And one of the things that the study revealed, again, I don't have the book, it's in the other room, but 10 minutes every two weeks to to write down, they did it with 12, 12 graders, write down something that you value. And it and it improves your self-esteem over the course of like these kids in inner city urban places went from C's and D's to A's and B's just by reminding themselves of the value that this, you know, things that they value. And they, they did a control group of like people who, you know, wrote, just wrote down what they did that day or like just, just talking about, you know, r mundane things and they didn't improve as well. So mm -hmm. just a tip for people who are trying to improve their self-esteem. Yeah. Take 10 minutes every two weeks, 
write down something that you value and that reminds you of what you're working towards. I love that bro. idea. Yeah. So we're trying to implement that as a, and as a company wide thing where we would take 10 minutes at the end of every week and basically say like, what did you do throughout the work week that you valued and write that down and put that somewhere. Uh, how, how do they de- define value? Um, they didn't. So this is 30 seconds. <laughs> so, so the, it was a one pager and I can, I can make a photocopy of it. I'll send it to you. Now. So, so just text me, text me the link where, where, um, we could get it. There's then... no link. It's a, it's a book. <laughs> oh, so that's what I'm saying. Where'd you buy the book? Oh, I bought Barnes and Noble. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so. Oh, that's... text you the link to the book. Got gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll, and I'll, and I'll send it out to everybody. Got gotcha. you. Yes, yeah, yeah, cool. I, I actually want to do it. It's really interesting. They go through like decisions and like uh, how you know, it's just this, it's a psychology book. It's talking about the brain. Yeah. And yeah. I'm interested in like how people make decisions and why do they do that? And so um, they go through 30 second um, sort of uh, theories based on, you know, research and, and, and all these psychologies. And, you know, it, it, some of it is part of behavioral economics. How do we make decisions based on what with our money? How do we make decisions based on this? And then the other side of it is like the theory of, of how our brain is, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in there. I'll, I can't, I can't wait to d- dig into that. I, so part of the reason why I'm, I'm a beast at marketing is because, so marketing to me is a combination of psychology, sociology, and communication. Oh yeah. I, I approach marketing from that standpoint. It's not just this, Hey, look at this thing. It's like a whole bunch of stuff before that. Hey, look at this thing. So I, I definitely want to dig into that book. Yeah. What? Yeah, just send me send me a picture of the book, and then and I will definitely send it out to everybody because people we got people asking for it too. Yeah, awesome. Who's next? I have a, a question. Um, comment definitely psychology plays in a role. I'm taking a psychology class in school, so I'm learning, um, like the imposter syndrome and the psychology. Like that's my super ego, and tying that into that. But I wanted to comment on how you broke down um, doing work, like two hours focusing on your craft, one hour in the gym, one hour meal planning. I feel like that's what I need personally because I have 50,000 things going on. So I, I'm like, when I'm doing 50,000 things and I still need to put on that long, boring work, it's like, mm, how do I how do I put it and plan it into my day? to make sure that so I'm not experiencing imposter syndrome when I get the day or whatever the case may be. So that was cool for me. And I guess my question was, um, how do you, to go back to time management and stuff like that, how do you, well, you said just do. No, I can break it down. Go, keep asking your question. When you have so many, like I'm in school right now and I'm I'm working on my regular full-time job and I'm trying to, you know, focus on my craft all at the same time. And it's like, okay, sometimes I put myself and my business on the back burner because I'm focused on these other things, but I feel like yeah. focusing on myself is what I really need to do. Societal things, all this other stuff. I got you. Play. I got, okay. let, me, let me tell you how I do it because I do... A lot. So keep in mind, I'm running a, a big umbrella company, but underneath that umbrella company, there's, there's really four categories, right? Which is standout truck, which is the launch and standout uh, marketing agency, um, and, and 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 the content creation agency, right? And and we got the my um my consultation business, which is marketing and cupcakes, right? 
Then we got the the my my speaking business and my motivational business, which is the create dope stuff and stay sucker free business, which which also has a one to one book program where all the merch that we cre- we sell and um goes to a pot who in schools can't afford to have books to everybody. We have the one to one. We'll take money out of that pot. So there's a lot going on, right? So how do you do it all? First of all, to me, I'm doing the same thing in different ways. One, but my system. To do, I have a system. I call it the GSD formula, get stuff done formula. So it's in four categories. So these four categories, and I talk, I'm gonna talk about this in, um, in one of the issues of uh, Math Magazine too. But here's the, the four categories. My first, first category and my number one category, because if this one's not taken care of, I can't do anything else. That is my IPA category, my income producing activity category. So the things is directly going to make me money, right? Those things first every day. Then the second things I do are the PIPAs, which are potential income producing activities. So these things may bring me money. And third, I do the things that I need to do. I need to get these things done. And then fourth category is then uh, doing um, things I love to do. So my whole goal is to, I want to do the things I love to do. So things I love to do, hanging out with my kids, taking my dogs for a walk, um, um, making sure I spend time with Adrian and we, we talk and work on our relationship, um, going into schools randomly to talk to kids, right? Um, or whatever it is, doing a random motivational Zoom, all the things that I love doing. But if I don't do my IPAs, none of that stuff could happen. So my potential income producing activities would be that goes to marketing and advertising, writing um, posts, writing, writing books, creating content. You know what I mean? Those kind, those kind of things, uh, networking, uh, um, whatever, whatever those things kind of be that might lead to a, a, a deal. And then the things I need to do are the things that I need to accomplish to keep my business running and keeping them, keeping my team in formation. So I all, all, so majority of the world just focus on doing the things they love to do. So because they focus on doing the things they love to do, everything's out of whack. So I, that's how I do it. And it, you, you'll find the same type thing. I mean, you, 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 so for your business, you have to identify what are your income producing activities, get those done first, bang them out. So, and then you're in school too. So like, all right, I got, I got these 50 things income producing activity before I, before my eight o'clock class, you got to wake up at two o'clock in the morning. And I'm not saying do it every day, but you got to be willing to do that or whatever time it takes to get those income producing activities done. So then you could do your schoolwork, which in turn, which almost in, in itself could be an income producing activity because you're going to use the skills that you gain from school to make, be, to be bad in business. So that's, that's how you got to look at it. Those four categories, write them out and live by it. And then schedule things. The, the, the gift the calendar system gives us is we can schedule things and then we can look at it. We either failed or succeeded. Did I wake up at two o'clock in the morning? No. Okay. Did I wake up? Why not? Well, because you know, I spent the extra two hours watching the game seven in the finals. So I was tired. Okay, cool. That's all right. Don't beat yourself up. Next time make the adjustments. That's, that's all. It's all adjustments. Don't take nothing. Everyone's a work in progress. So don't take when you get it wrong as like, as you failed, you got it wrong. So what? Get better. I think I'm working on um, trying to separate like business isn't personal. So to remove my emotions from it 
or even like like that's a big part of it. So when you talk what do you about, mean by that? tell me, t- tell me, tell me about that a little bit. Tell me, tell me how you feel towards that business. Not what, what, what makes it feel personal? What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I feel like sometimes like we can be emotional beings. So I just feel like in general, like for instance, when you talk about you know not completing something or failing on something, like for me sometimes I might take that personal, but that's just who I am. But realizing that I can't mix my emotions. With you're working, the, you're working, you're, you're working progress. You're working. You're always going to be a work in progress. So you, you just, when it comes to your business, you don't want to fail your client. If you, if your, if your client committed, you committed something to your client. Hey, client, at seven thirty a.m., I'm gonna be there to shoot some photos, and then you, you don't show up. Yeah, you should take that personally because that's that's deeper. That's you know what I mean. That's deeper than there. But you say if you wanted to wake up at two o'clock in the morning to work on something, that's you know you're human. Or whatever that's you always get better. You don't you know? Don't take it personal. Take it personal in this in the sense that you know what I could get better and didn't didn't put the work in. It doesn't happen overnight. It does not happen overnight. But once it clicks, you go into a zone. And when you when it clicks, that's when you go to another level. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. Like you do all this work. I'm an old school. I'm Mario Brothers, original Mario Brothers. You do all this work. You go through the eight levels. Eight eight one two four. You find a couple of cheat courses. You skip a couple of levels. But you finally get to the castle with Bowser. You beat him finally, right? You, you beat him finally. And then and then what happens right after that? The game starts over again harder. That's just, it's just, you, you're constantly growing. It doesn't end. I looked at Steph Curry yesterday. These dudes were double teaming him like 28 feet behind, or from uh, five feet behind the three-point line. And he still was scoring. Because now they know, like when he, when he first started, they used to leave him open, like live, give, any, live a couple steps behind the three-point line, they still would leave him open. And from half court, they would leave him open. And inside of half court, they would leave him open. Now, they guard this dude three quarters away from the court, from his basket. 75% of the basketball court, they guard him now. It got harder. <laughs> so it's a constant work. Constant work. And that's why you got to... That's, once again, you got to understand when I'm talking about the work, though, professional reps, like the best it could be done, professional reps, when no one's watching, when no one's watching, and you acting like this, this, this the moment, that's practice. Like a lot of kids that play basketball think they practice and they outside, they outside in their driveway just throwing it out. Oh, look at me. Yeah, dad, I'm out here two hours a day. No, you need to be out there two hours a day shooting the way an NBA player would shoot. So in order to know how the NBA player would shoot, you got to learn that. So you got to be on YouTube listening to Steph Curry break down his shot. You got you to be going to the gym. You got to be talking to your coach. Coach, can you get pushing? That's, profe- that's how you understand what a professional rep is. Then once you understand a professional rep, then you go outside and practice that as if it's the final moment. I tell, I tell my son, bro, you want to be clutch? You want to be a good basketball player? Every time you... Um, working every shot you take is you in your head. There's got to be a game winner to win the championship. Every shot, every shot you take during practice. When you're shooting free throws, you ain't just shooting free throws. Your team's down, your team's down one, and you got two free throws. You make both. You win the game every single time with twenty thousand people watching you, yelling at you, screaming you, telling out, seeing the nastiest things about you and your family. That's in practice. So when you see 
professional basketball players be able to perform in that moment is because years and since they was like six, seven years old, they was practicing for that moment. That's how you got to approach what you're doing. That's how you unlock the next level. That's why Mike Conley's, yo, something different about him. That's what's different about me. My, my mindset's different. Put me in a room with anybody in advertising and marketing, I promise you, I bring value to the room. I know I do. I've been doing it since I was nine. Didn't know it. I forgot about the old, my, I was up in the college a few years back with my mother and she reminded she was jokingly reminded me. You remember when you thought, when you, when you, you got all those people to come to the house for the candy? I was like, oh shoot. But, but at that moment I was in the marketing space. They go, wow, I've been doing marketing since I was a kid. I didn't even know that. I, I, so when I look back at how I, how I built that candy company for my grandmother, I could take that same strategy and give to any of you right now and you'll make money in your business. That was professional reps as a kid. That's why you guys learn marketing so easy for me. Cause I, that nine year old, I simplified it. Cause here's what it is. Professional reps acting like it's an ice moment, the clutch moment. That's what practice is. Break the word practice down. PR act ice. So it's a level. That kind of work, you, I, you, you cannot fail putting that kind of work in. It's, a, it's impossible. I don't care what it is you do. I don't care what it is you do. If you put that level of work in and, and dedication and commitment to it, you, I don't care what, you could suck at writing right now, today, absolutely suck at writing. And you put that in and put that kind of research and work in, every day you'll get become a better writer. I don't care what, I, don't, I promise, I don't care what the thing is that you do. I'm so thankful that the ether delivered that message of, of clarity to me to be able to share with you guys. Because that's the thing. Kill the loser. That thing that's telling you that you're not good enough, silence that would work. Research, work. Results. Test it. Put it out. Just go back to like when you was a kid. Oh, I know when I was a kid, I used to, um, I used to make paper planes. We would make a paper plane that wouldn't fly. I never go, oh my God, I suck at making paper planes. You guys got to go back to being kids. Just go back. To, I, I keep telling you the secret to this whole thing is being nine years old. I went because I'm nine. Right? So, no, my, my plane sucked. My cousin plane was flying much longer. You know what I do? Okay, let me make another plane. And then I still, I still suck. My cousin's plane flying longer. Then I, I swallow my ego. My little cousin, he's younger than me. Bro, how's your, how's your, how's your plane flying longer? Can you teach me how to fly that plane, like make a plane like that? And then my little cousin taught me how to make a better, better plane. Swallow your ego. Swallow your pride. Like, bro, I ain't got no ego. Bro, this, you, you guys always ask me this too. Like, Mike, how do you get... I do get so many, um, I didn't get so many high level mentors, bro. Cause I asked them, bro. And I asked them and I, I don't want enough to room, bro. Some of my mentors have millions and billions of dollars and I never asked them for money. I don't want the money. Bro. Don't give me your money. Tell me, show, like, let me, let me, let me, let me see your mindset in action, bro. Let me see your work ethic in action. Let me see how you get into the bag. Like, let me, what kind of work you put in you? Cause you doing something I'm doing. And then I go and put that work in. It's the work. It's the work. Well, anybody else? <laughs> this is a fire call. <laughs> I, th I thought this was going to be, I thought this was going to be like 30 minutes. I really did. I really did. <laughs> I have another comment slash question. When you talk about 
because I'm always talking about my inner child too and tapping back into her. So when you talk about tapping back into your child or when you talk about when you went back home and your mother or your grandmother was reminding you of your nine-year-old self, like that kind of reminds me of myself. Like when I was younger, I used to sell um, school supplies out of my desk. Like that was my business. But as I gotten older, like I kind of stepped away from that, even though that's in me. So how do we tap back into our inner You know that field. Easy. The end of you selling, selling school supplies, didn't care if people thought about them. The end of you selling school supplies is like, yo, I got these really cool pencils and erasers and all that stuff. And I know, I know these people would love it. So let me just sell it. The adult, after I was in, as an adult self, we start thinking about the suckers. They go, oh, well, they, they gonna think I'm weird because I'm selling, I'm selling school supplies. And then the, the end of kid don't care. The end of kid only falls on the dope people. Like, I always go back to this. When we when we little kids and we want to play a game of tag, we go, hey, you want to play tag? And someone says, no. Okay, cool. Hey, you want to play tag? No. Hey, you want to play tag? Yeah, tag. You're running around. As adults, yeah, you want to play tag? No. Oh, no one ever wants to play tag. You want to play tag? No. I'm never playing tag ever again. Me, bro. Listen, when you look, so if you look at the, I have some very high level clients. If you go on standardtruck.com, you can see some of the people who work. I mean, and the list is much longer now, right? High level, some of the top brands in the world. You guys might see those people, but you know how many of them told me no? You haven't told me no? Way more said no than said yes. Way more. And this is after like fighting for a meeting just to present. I'm giving the nose. In my head, the nose, was, okay, you guys are going to be back. And then with the nose, I go, okay, I got to make sure that my business outlasts this decision maker. Because you ain't going to be here in five years. I am. I'm going to come back. So that's my mindset. I have no problem going. I will go through, to hit everything. And I would talk about this at, 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 at Mac 15, about conversion rates. I already know only at best 20% of people would want to buy my stuff in that moment. But that's hot. On average, two to three percent. So that's telling me if I want a yes, I got to be willing to go through ninety-seven no's to get two to three yeses. So to me, a no is okay. Okay, cool, cool. It's close to the yes. No, close to the yes. And if it's ninety-seven in a row, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because I know it's gonna be two to three percent. We had ninety-six. This one's a yes. Bang, 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 bang. And those three yeses could do way more. Than the, that the 97 knows, but most people ain't afraid of them. Like little kids, a little kid don't hear no. They they, they, they they just if you got if you have kids, you understand. If you got nieces, you understand. If you're around little kids, you, if a kid wants like, some candy or they want something, Auntie, can you take me to McDonald's? No. Auntie, can you take me to McDonald's? No. Auntie, McDonald's got chicken nuggets. You want some chicken nuggets too? No. Now you hop in the car to do something else, and they go, Auntie, can we get some fries at McDonald's? Yeah, I'm hungry. Boom, now they're at McDonald's. Not adults. Adults be on some, you told me, no, we can't have McDonald's. No, forget that. Get back to work. Get back to work. Don't be afraid of no. Do not be afraid of the word no. Don't be afraid of the word no. No just means not right now or next opportunity. That's something I picked up along in my mastery hours. You want it? You want help with the word no? Anybody want help with the word no? There's a book called Go for No. It's by a guy and a lady. I can't think about it. It was a yellow book and it's got like maroon writing on it. Get it on Amazon. Go for no. 
Read that book. It'll change your life. I love the fact that I got people that love to read on these calls too, because that's just, this where the cheat code, the cheat code is reading, by the way. And, and reading also can be, can be considered audio books, by the way. You don't just got to really sit and read it. It's also audio books. Yeah, go for no. I, I can't remember what it is. It's a yellow book. With, with, is it, it's written by a lady and a guy. And it is like, um, it's like, you'll see it. It's like a little silhouette kind of thing on it. It says Richard Fountain and Andrew Walt. That's it. That's it. That's the book. Yo, when I, when I, even when I'm talking about that minimum, being able to put that minimum of two hours in, that's included reading. And it could be half an hour audio book on the way to work, half an hour back. You know what I mean? And then kind of contemplate what you just learned. Go testing out what you just learned. Figure it out. Find it. Come back. That, that's just, I mean, you have to, that's how you get better. Anybody else? All right, we had about an hour. So listen, time is the most, I'm going to wrap it up. Time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for spending some time with me. I hope you found value in this. Um, if you, um, when I, when I, whenever I do these random Zoom calls, if I put it out, jump on and we'll do it. Uh, we got we got a marketing and cupcakes event coming up um, soon. Just go to marketingandcupcakes.com slash events to register. Hope to see you there. And I appreciate you all, man. Time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for spending some time with me. Peace. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome.